Coming back with the podcast that lasts through the ages. Let's hit the intro music. Bringing it up there. It's Don's Pinball Podcast. This is episode number 91, the the last one of the year. Who knows? Uh, we got some crashing news through my email inbox. Princess Bride image. What in the heck is going on? Let's get into all that and a little bit more here. Coming up. Here we are on a pre-holiday Saturday. I believe it's Saturday now. What is it, 1230? We got one more day left of this year. We ain't ready to say goodbye to 2023 yet, but it might be a good time to start looking forward to 2024 because this morning, as I was uh, uh, stretching myself, getting out of bed, I checked my email, and sitting there was an email from whoever this mystery company is that is producing this reported, up until now, strongly rumored, Princess Bride pinball machine uh these mad lads launched a website princess bride pinball uh, with just a little cryptic message saying you know subscribe here to learn more so as a dutiful uh, rumor hound that's exactly what i did and then this morning i got an email um uh, the email did list let's see if i have it here uh thanks again for your interest in the princess bride pinball machine we hope you're all ha- enjoying a happy holiday season and looking forward to an inconceivably amazing 2024. And then attached to that was an image of what is apparently the playfield for this game. So that was kind of cool to see that. So I went ahead and uh, you know put that up on my Patreon, released it to the Facebook page there. So everybody that's following, you got a little alert there. And then I got contacted by uh, Jason Knapp. I went over to his site because surely he had more information and, and it was nothing. Maybe Maybe he was sleeping in. Well, apparently he's been digging around, and I guess I'm the only one or the first one to get this email. Um, I wonder if they're doing a little piecemeal thing like what Scooby did. Scooby, oh man, that's going to persist forever. Uh, Spooky did with their uh, recent reveal for TCM and Looney Tunes where you know they've picked content people and sent them each a prototype part and we all kind of reviewed together. Um, but I kind of figured this was just an email listserv. So check your email inboxes. Check your spam boxes if you signed up. If not, head on over to the... Uh, princess bride pinball page and uh you know put in an email address there so you don't miss stuff like this um but yeah so we're left with uh actually you know some confirmations first of all this looks like a game because we have an image and it's uh you know an inconceivably amazing 2024 that would tell me that they are uh looking for next year for this thing to release uh, that could come as early as TPF, man. March might be here again, and we'll get a repeat of what we got last year with a deluge of games in a starkly different consumer environment. Let's go over this photo. So it's up on NapArcade.com. Uh, it lead off right now, or head over to the Don Spinball Podcast Facebook page where we're having a robust discussion um, about it. But uh, this image, it appears to be taken from the left side of the the rear of the pinball machine. Uh, because it kind of looks out across of what would be considered, you know, towards the right. Um, it looks like this is probably towards the back because there's a prominent ramp there that's in the middle. It's in soft focus, but you can see um, there's also prominently featured this Newton ball. And I'm looking at the reflection of it, and I see it looks like there's a chair in the background. I don't see anybody's face. I see the camera, um, but I'm sure some people might, you know, kind of CSI this thing and 
say, enhance a few times, maybe get some more information out of here. But we're seeing a Newton ball against a couple of posts. It looks like it's raised just a little bit above the play field. Um, and the play field art includes, you know, actually looks a lot like Labyrinth, um, given that there's, you know, a rocky path there, some waves breaking. So are we looking at, you know, a Newton ball at the base of the cliffs of insanity? <laughs> maybe there's a... Looks like some uh, plastic right above that. And it looks like the A-frame of a house. So is this the, the cottage of Miracle Max? I don't know why it's sitting on a waterfront. Is this uh, uh, Wesley's stable from the beginning of the movie? That'd be kind of a weird thing to make an a interactive toy out of. Um, or is this a base of the cliffs? I don't know. It's hard to really speculate too much about this, other than there is an A-frame of a cottage. I'm going to go ahead and call it the Miracle Max Miracle Newton Ball. Um, captive Ball that's right here. Uh, otherwise, uh, what else do we got to glean from here? Stand up target off in the distance, some other plastics and the really super soft focus. Uh, but there's a ramp prominently going up. So, uh, there'll be some verticality to this game. We can determine that from looking at, at this ramp here. Um, it's interesting though, the ramp, instead of just having, you know, the bare metal at the bottom, maybe with a piece of mylar, looks like there's a full graphic going up there and also the sides. So whoever's making this, it looks like they're going to be, you know, bringing it in terms of uh, some fit and finishes. So, yeah, it's better than a machine that I could make. So that's all we can really speculate on so far. We're left with still a ton of questions, right? Which company is making this? Is this a brand new company? Is this an offshoot of a different company? Is this Barrels of Fun being cryptic? I don't think so. That really wouldn't make much sense. You know, they're gearing up for the release of Labyrinth here. With the first games leaving between now and February... Um, for the first orders up to uh, 600 or so, or no, 700, 700. So I'm included in there. So I'm hoping to have a labyrinth here by the end of February. Uh, so it would be weird for them to tease something like this when they're really just trying to get their, uh, their labyrinths out and, and make sure their uh, factory is operating appropriately. Uh, plus doing all the QC checks probably 10 times on each game before it leaves. So they don't own a reputation of having poor build quality, which can really sack uh, the, the reputation of a new company like this. So, um, yeah, so it's probably not them. Uh, who else is that? It's got to be uh, apparently a new company. We'll find out. We'll find out. Now, one rumor <laughs> came across just about five, ten minutes ago that just made my heart sink over this. Um, you know, this is a, a full-size pinball machine, apparently, and, uh, you know, I'm scrambling in the budget to see where I could fit this in. I don't know that I could unless it's not going to come out till you know, Q3, Q4. Uh, but somebody mentioned that this may actually be a P3 module and then there there went my heart over the cliffs of insanity that would be inconceivable that would get me to choke on a peanut of uh, uh I, I don't you know uh, i've made my, my my position known on the p3 multimorphic it's a very heavy machine with a lot of moving parts very novel concept excellent edu- ex- execution um but just not a product that i'm interested in adding um you know i've played them on location a few times i've played them at the shows and the people that have them seem to enjoy them except if they're trying to sell them and so that's kind of where i'd I'd worry you know i'm somebody that likes to you know buy a game with resale in mind so i can move it on once i'm done with it and get something new i think that's that's okay i think that's healthy to do and i think uh if i got in into a multimorphic p3 machine i would kind of be just locked in for the long term with it and that's not a position I'm, i'm ready to get into right now um, you know, and, and I do like the technology behind it and the concept of dropping games in, but really all you're getting is one third of a play field. And for a license like this, for a, a movie that's as beloved as this, it's got a fire swamp, it's got rodents of unusual size, it's got Princess Buttercup, Iocane Powder, Andre the Giant. How do you fit all that in the back third of a play field? Um, you know, without, you know, full cabinet graphics, without full topper, backlash, the shooter rod, like the whole bit. 
right? The whole bit. I want I want a, a Dread Pirate Roberts mask to wear while I play it. I want everything, man. I want everything. Um, so how would you fit all that into a P3 module? Um, it would be a killer app for the P3, though. I mean, this this movie's beloved. People love it. You know, it, it, it's like, you know, I don't know if there's labyrinth level of, levels of fervor, but in my household, we grew up with this film. Uh, we like the property. Uh, so if I was on the fence on getting a P3 between Final Resistance and Heist and Weird Al and this, there would be a stronger argument for it. I think it would only benefit P3 for sure, uh, but I think the rest of us would be let down if this wasn't a fully featured, full-size, um, you know, king-size cabinet game. So... We'll wait to hear and see more. Um, now, what are they doing? Are they just starting the, the teaser hype train? You know, they kind of came out concurrently with Labyrinth with their, uh, you know, teaser on the website that this was in production. Um, the rumor that I had heard prior to this was that Spooky Pinball was making this. Um, I see that as exceedingly unlikely, and this isn't really their their style to do this. You know, they're going to go all in on these two brand new games they have, and the Spooky, <laughs> Spookies, the Scoobies they still have left to sell. Man, it's that's done. Spooky Pinball and Scooby Doo are going to get mixed up in my head every every time going forward now till time immaterial. Um, you know, so uh, that was the rumor then. Uh, this is what I'm hearing now. I think it would move some P3 units. I just uh, I don't know if if um, it, I don't think you encapsulate everything that's in this license, everything this could be by a P3. I hope that's just people being crazy online and um and and not actually the case. Um but in a way it could make sense. This could be a brand new pinball company that is making a P3 module. Uh the cost to entry for that of course would be much less um than making a full-size machine for sure. Um I think the guy making drained is doing it in a storage unit somewhere. Um or you know in a little uh, industrial area, roll-up door kind of kind of process because it's okay, but 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 it's drained, right? It's drained. Don't take the princess bride and make drained out of it. Um don't do that, please. We'll wait to hear more. Um uh, so far no confirmation if we're gonna hear more about this at Texas um or or later or when in the year it's coming. But we have heard twenty twenty four and uh, we do have a picture. There, there's a machine existing. So that is fantastic. And this is something that we'll be following here going into the new year. So hey Yay for that. What else is in the news? Everybody and their mama and their mama's sister's brother has been talking about the Pinberg tournament or what we know about it. So apparently in July, this gigantic tournament in Pittsburgh is being resurrected from the dead um, and dropping from a thousand players to around 120. Um, and I heard, you know, you know, I, I wouldn't have any firsthand experience here with Pinberg, but I think the, uh, uh, or old orbital Albert there at the, uh, pinball nerds podcast just did a great synopsis of the time that he went there. Um, but from what I understand, this is a, um, one of the biggest tournaments kind of in the world, right. That occurred in Pittsburgh and had a match play format that would match people of like, uh, skill level as you went on. So you weren't just completely wiped out. Like I'd expect I'd be if I showed up at district 82, um, which made it fun for people to travel from really all over the country, all over the world, to descend on Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, to put French fries on their Pramani sandwiches, and to go stop at Sheets, um, say yins everywhere, catch a stiller game, and then go play at Pinburg. So it's great that the thing is coming back. And of course, you know, after selling off all the games, going through the whole COVID thing, and in a period of rebuilding, you know, starting smaller, not a bad idea. But people are really worried about this 120 participants because there's generally seems to be a heck of a lot more interest than just 120 in getting into this thing. Um, I think uh, February 5th is when tickets go for sale, F5, right? Um, so, you know, expect website crashes, I would imagine, if, you know, a 1,000 people are jumping on at the same time to try to get 100 tickets. 
Um, no details yet on if you'll be able to buy multiple tickets so you and your whole crew can roll up in there or you can build strategic teams. You know, say you have like seven people on your team and everybody's on there trying to buy the seven tickets and if somebody gets through, then you're all good. Um, other people have speculated that maybe a lottery system would be a little more fair. Um, you know, it wouldn't guarantee that the fastest finger or the best internet connection or just dumb luck would get you through there other than at least making it the same dumb luck for everybody. Uh, it would take a lot of the urgency away, I think, if you could just enter the lottery and then get contacted in the order that you, you come back. And then when tickets are sold, they're sold. But at least everybody would have a same fair chance. I think I would appreciate that. And if I would consider entering something like this just for fun and the experience, I think that's probably something that I would appreciate too. So there's my take. Uh, having uh, no real firsthand knowledge of the Pinberg tournament or what it was before, um, that's what I would imagine. So I guess uh, we'll learn some more information between now and then. I'll defer to the tournament peeps in the room uh triple drain looking at you guys why don't you guys educate me let me know what the pinberg situation is is it going to be worthwhile heading out there i do love uh, pittsburgh it is a very pinball town also kennywood one of the best uh, little traditional amusement parks in the country located in west mifflin uh, which is in the greater pittsburgh area so check that out if you have a spare afternoon some awesome classic wooden coasters and dark rides at the old kennywood uh, what else do we have? I guess we have Jaws around the corner. Well, let's speculate a little bit more on 2024. So we got Consumer Electronics Show coming up in Vegas, uh, January 6th to the 9th. And so the strong rumor from several other places is that Jaws is going to be there. So will that be the grand opening reveal, lift the curtain on the machine? Doesn't really seem like Stern style to do that. Uh, seems like Stern style to go ahead the week before and uh, do a teaser followed by a reveal, um, followed by maybe a gameplay stream, and then more to come, similar with Venom, uh, at the, uh, the San Diego Comic-Con that we saw. So we'll look forward to that. I'm imagining, uh, you know, January 4th or 5th, we're probably going to get the reveal for Jaws that it's officially coming. Um, Hopefully we'll find out prices. Hopefully prices didn't spike at all. And given the soft reception on Venom, uh, I could see them, them doing the smart thing and holding steady on the prices. Now, uh, Venom, you know, the, the, the LE for Venom, twelve nine ninety nine was its sticker price. People paid it. Um, they're available now for around 10 uh, and, and probably out the back door of a distributor if you keep it on the DL. So, you know, I, I don't like this across-the-board pricing with Stern LEs. Uh, certainly, there's uh, there's value in, in some games much more than other ones. And so tagging the same price, the same MSRP across the board on a limited edition, when the quality varies so much, I don't know that that's the best approach. Because, uh, gosh, that was a lot of money to pay for a Venom. Even though the cabinet art was was awesome, and even though the the side rail armor was really cool, um, you know, I was able to replicate that. I, you know, and, and and aside from a mirrored back glass and the cabinet art, I essentially had myself an LE um, uh, for for much less price. Uh, but you can also get an LE for much less price right now. Now, Elvira Blood Red Kiss came out at twelve nine ninety nine, and it is absolutely loaded. First off, it's a beloved game with some of the best coders. Um, some of the best shots, some of the greatest theme, um, for me personally, that horror gothic kind of comedic take on the theme. Who doesn't love Elvira? This guy definitely does. Plus, they did something special with the art, not only on the backlash and the cabinet, but the play field as well. And, okay, so 
they've been doing the foil art for the LEs. Um, it looks great on Rush. It looks great on Venom. But the finish that they're doing on the cabinet art for the 40th anniversary of Elvira, for the Blood Red Kiss edition, it's just such like three levels above um, you know what we see with just that regular foil cabinet art. So it's just criminal to ask the same price of Venom LE as as Elvira's Blood Red Kiss. Well, it came with a, a shooter rod. Come on, man. It's just it, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous game uh, with a great powder coat. It rivals the 40th anniversary edition for sure. Um, you know, so we're going to see that again with Jaws. Let's go to the uh, recent uh, Elwin release, Godzilla. Let's look at their LE. Um, so the side rails were fairly bland. Uh, the powder coat, they were going with a Mecha Godzilla theme. It just looks gray to me, you know? So it's a gray powder coat with those uh, angled lollipop rails. Um, you got a mirrored backlash, you got HD glass, you got a shaker motor. Um, the cabinet art wasn't really much different. It's still Zombie Yeti, it's still awesome, but, you know, didn't really jump out. You know, so if they come with that approach, you know, they come out with Jaws and, and they powder coat it and they have, you know, a little different cabinet graphics, a mirror back glass, HD glass and a shaker motor. I don't know if that's enough to really compel me to divest 3000 additional dollars for a new inbox LE. I just don't think so. I know it's Elwin. I know it's going to be awesome. I know he's coming hot off the heels of Godzilla and Bond 60th. But really, um, unless it's got like, I want to see laser cut armor. I want to see something interesting done with the... Uh, the powder coat. I want to see powder coated coin door. I want to see cabinet art that looks like something I can't go out and have reproduced. Um, I want to. I want an awesome mirrored back glass. Something different. You know, give me something more compelling. Um, it's going to have the, the the premium play field. I think you know we all know to expect that. But you know, it would be nice if you know, you bought the LE and then down the road the topper was included once it was available. I think that would be something that would really set it apart um, and, and really push it. Now, who's going to hold their value, right? I mean, look at Venom. Venom's prices um, on the secondary market have just fallen. Everything's fallen across the board, and I think Venom's responded in kind. I don't think Venom is particularly terrible of a game. I quite enjoyed my premium. Um, I do miss it. It was fun coming down here and firing up and playing through five different games and leveling myself up. Um, but you know, with the market where it is, uh, you know, definitely the LE didn't hold any value. Uh, would, would a, uh, a Jaws LE hold that value or would it drop by $1,000 or $2,000? Like where was it going to be? Um, and if that's the, you know, I don't know. I don't know. This is, this is a hotly anticipated title. I'm sure it'll sell out and LEs will still be available, um, above MSRP for quite a while. I think it would be a safe bet to go ahead and go in on this, but it is going to tie up your money. And then you have the hassle of selling later on. Um, if I do go in on it, I'm probably going to be at the premium level. I can't wait to see the reveal. Um, this game is rumored to actually have some uh, some bonus accoutrements on the premium versus the pro this time in the form of a different powder coat on the armor, at least. Um, I do like that. Uh, so are we going to see like a black powder coated Jaws premium and a polar white powder coated, uh, you know, shark belly colored uh, Jaws LE? Possibly. That's what I'm, I'm going to go ahead and put my money on that. My $5 is down that that's what we're going to see. Um, when are we going to see it? I mean, honestly, this time next week, we may know. So let's be on the lookout for that. All eyes will be on Vegas for the CES to see what they reveal. And then, uh, then yeah, we're into 2024 with a stern release, Cornerstone, right at the beginning of the year. And then uh, we'll watch that get sold and made over the next two to three months. And then we'll be looking forward to, I don't know, maybe Metallica in March. Metallica March! 
I think that would be great. And then we'll see what other things uh, Stern's got up its sleeve coming from the new factory in the new year. And will there be people with a little jingle in their pocket to still buy these things? Um, I honestly may see a situation where I don't buy any other new games in 2024. Once I have what I have on orders coming, um, I've got a couple of spookies coming. I got uh, Labyrinth in, in the wings. And then uh, Pulp Fiction is still way on down there. And honestly, at this rate, I would not be surprised if I didn't see Pulp Fiction until 2020. 25 uh and here's why uh so i i purchased uh the game or i pre-ordered it in june um after i went to interium and i actually played pulp fiction and it was like you know for the single level game throwback design that i wasn't sure really was right for me it is super fun and i do like the call outs i appreciate the game for what it is do i wish it was a full featured wide body loaded with mechanisms and gunshots and violence of course of course i do and that's why i didn't go in right away but for the price tag Remember, we're talking mid-2023. We're talking about uh, $8,000 for the standard edition. Um, it seemed appealable, especially after playing the game. Uh, then later on, we heard from Josh Sharp in an interview, and may have been a mistake on his part to even reveal this, but he said that there was some skews that were leaving the factory in October, was what we were led to believe there. And I took that to mean, like, it's CGC. I know they're slow. Uh, maybe they'll get a couple games out a week, and we'll start seeing it show up on locations first, right? And that just never ever materialized um october went by uh november came and went december here we are at the end of it and nothing nothing um i was at iapa and i talked to uh, a gentleman representing cgc and i was like hey guy where'd the games be at right and you know essentially it was impressed upon me that quality is job number one um you know you can pick do you want it cheap fast or quality right and you pick two of the three um, and I get that. I get that. I get, I get it. Um, but at the same time, your game could be incredible. It could be the most well-made game in the galaxy, in the known universe. However, if it never comes out, it's just as good as the one that I have that also non-exists in my garage right now, right? Um, you know, they're both kind of at the same level. Um, where, where are the games, man? When are they coming out? When are they coming out? Can we get like, you know, an update every couple of weeks, you know, where they're at? Are there people in the factory? Um, are you hiring? Can I come down and turn some bolts so I can get a game? You know, and at this point, I didn't buy day one, right? And you have those 1,000 LE buyers. I would hope that they would get service before I would. So that's why I'm thinking, you know, at this rate, you know, we're here. We're about to start 2024. No games have left the factory. So even if they start trickling out next month, you know, by the time they get through the first run of the SEs and all of the LEs to the LE buyers and they get to my number, um, gosh, we're going to be probably this time next year, 12 months from now. So I'm not even considered that a game that's pre-ordered anymore. It's out there. Um, but the money that I had allocated for that game back when I pre-ordered it in June 2023, um, it's gone. It's been reallocated, man. You know, Elvira's sitting here. Um, I've got TCM coming so I can go grind balls all day. Um, and so I'm just going to have to, I guess, get an email that you know my game is finally ready to be built and then i'll have to make a decision on if i want to you know uh, cough up money for it then um or do i want to try to defer it or you know try to try to pre-sell my 500 hundred dollar deposit for 250 dollars to somebody else because i just i, I don't know um and then and that's that's really kind of the the rub there so um if uh, Princess Bride is revealed next month here, 
um, with Jaws coming out, with uh, Metallica down the road, Pokemon strongly rumored, um, Elton John's are still kicking out there, and JJP will have another game probably in the next six months. You know, is there a market for this? Um, maybe that would speak to the probability of this being a P3 module because you have an installed user base, and even if you're not making the games fast, you'd be able to sell the ones that you have. Uh, now then, if you did want to pre-order a game, where the heck would you go to? Well, you would go down and email Jeff at madpinball.com. As soon as he gets back from Katy, Texas at Bucky's, what? Mad Pinball is the official supplier of Don's Pinball Podcast. Jeff, I changed my mind. Send me a Jaws right now. Give me them robots. All right, email Jeff at MadBinball.com. Tell him Don sent you. And uh, Don's Don's probably going to want a Jaws. I don't know that there's any way to to uh, hold a well, hold off from that. Luckily, I don't have to make a decision on buying one or either of Spooky Pinball's next games because they invited me to the factory and they held me down and they they beat the money out of me. And I can't wait to get Looney Tunes, man. I can't wait to get TCM. I can't wait to grind some balls, drain some blood with Grandpa, flip those flippable shots, and go right back to the flippers so they're safe and I can keep playing. Listen, I'm not a top ten tournament player i want games that are fun and not drain brick fests i don't want my my sanity challenged every 10 minutes i want to go on an adventure um in the tcm universe i want to go play around with looney tunes i want to jump off the canyon i want to lock balls on meat hooks i want to grind i want to load anchors into that ship um bring it to me hopefully i get them in february there was another stream on uh, bug stream and scream and swing and stream if I believe it's called, uh, on Twitch. Uh, he uh, had the misfortune of trying to broadcast on Twitch in the middle of a Wisconsin snowstorm. So uh, internet was spotty in and out, but the dude has done us all a solid, and he's taken that gameplay footage and he's put it up on YouTube, so you can go check that out from Bugstream. Uh, TCM, man, what an atmospheric game that is. I can't wait to get it in a home environment, turn the lights down low, turn the music up, and just get absorbed into that world and just start meat grinding balls like like you wouldn't believe i can't wait and repeatable shots and oh oh when that vuck shoots the ball back into the orbit comes right back to the flipper and you can hit the inner orbit again and then right back into it love it man i'm just gonna do that all day i'll do that all day i'm gonna go between the upper play field on scooby-doo and i'm gonna play up there and, and do the multi-balls and listen to shaggy sing that that zombie song to scooby and then i'm gonna go over and i'm gonna grind balls for a while and then i'll go over and, and 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 hit the door on taz and watch that phantom magnet grab it and just gobble it i can't wait man i'm gonna have a whole spooky corner going up in my my game room here soon i can't wait until that happens and so uh i want to say a thanks to everybody that does listen to this i try to broadcast frequently uh, one to three times a week whenever there's news whenever there's something to talk about whenever there's a view that you cannot afford to lose uh that's where i come in here tie your shoes and um um you know easy with the booze everything in moderation uh, so thank you to all the new Patreon members, the people that have joined the producers council that's going on. Uh, man, I had no idea that that was going to take off like it did. I know people have been reaching out, wanting more tiers, wanting uh, more interactivity, more benefits. And so I went ahead and did it and, and, and it's popular. People dig it. 
We got a whole robust conversation going on in the producers council on the discord. We have the regular Don's pinball podcast discord as well. Go ahead and join that DM me. I'll get you a join link if you need one. Um, but we're having fun on there. We're having fun on the Patreon. We're having a heck of a good time on the Facebook page. Uh, just last week, um, I was closing in to 888 on my, uh, my Facebook followers. And so, um, I, I put up, you know, what's going to happen first? Is Spooky Pinball going to produce 888 Looney Tunes or am I going to get the followers? And it seems like 12 to 24 hours later, I was already surging past it. So I'm internally grateful for all of that. Uh, we are now up to about 941 followers on the Facebook page. I'm going for a thousand. That was the goal. Um, how great would it be to the end of the year uh, to meet that goal the first year out of this little podcast that could? Um, so go ahead and hit a follow if you haven't. I know a lot of you have liked the page. Um, um, but that's where you're going to find news drops uh, like this morning when I just in my email inbox, here's a picture of a Princess Bride pinball machine, rumored machine. Well, here's a picture of it. And apparently I was the only one that got it. So I put that out there for everybody. So if you're following, you got that alert to shut up in your feed this morning while you were scrolling through your Cheerios or or your, your cinnamon oatmeal raisin bran crunch um, or your, your cinnamon toast pops or whatever it is that you had dribbling through your beard. Um, so thanks for joining that. Um, shout out to Daniel. <laughs> Daniel, new listener, contacted me. Hey, man, love the show. Uh, just started listening last week. Been binge listening. This bad lad has gone through episode 57 in a binge format. Started from the beginning all the way to here. I haven't even listened back to all those episodes, but this man has been tearing through it. And so hopefully he's out there listening, Dan. Thanks for uh, reaching out to me. Anybody else, you can do that too. Uh, through the Facebook page, you can DM me, no problem. And then we have robust, good conversations. Uh, or hit me up on the email, donspinballpodcast at gmail.com. And we are 24-7 live on the Patreon with more and more content coming in there, bi-monthly giveaways, all kinds of nuts stuff. Um, but as long as you, stuff that is nuts, uh, by the way, not not, not, not what you were thinking. Um, also, uh, f- uh, Facebook Lives hopefully will pick back up in their frequency um, as we go into the winter doldrums. And I can get back to doing the giveaways. Um, I'm redoing the whole workshop here. The whole studio is being redone. The game room is being redone. And we're getting uh, uh, our shipping where it needs to be. Uh, so things are, are much quicker to come right out. We're, we're doing ship station, y'all, uh, from me to you. I still have some t-shirts in inventory. Extra larges I've got plenty of. And I've got a ton of mediums. So for you smaller guys, you bigger guys, I got shirts all the way up to triple X. All you have to do is email me to order donspinballpodcast at gmail.com or DM me or something. Give me an address, Venmo me some cash, and I'll send these to you. $25 delivered in the U.S., uh, Canada. We can talk about that. Anything else? I think we've exhausted all the content for today, but maybe we'll do a recap show tomorrow. An end of the year recap. Let's go through everything, where we were, where we are. And then later on, we'll do a show talking about where we're going. I know where I'm going. I'm going to find out more information about the Princess Bride. And I got to get my name back on the list. Jeff, I need a Jaws, man. Can you hook me up? I'm making bad decisions. It's time to spend tax money. Take care of yourself.